Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, Johnny G. Standing six foot two, three hundred and something pounds from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's John Gabris. All you gotta do is trust, do is me. trust Jack- me, Jackson. Jackson, Jackson Maine. Maine. Uh oh, I'm, I'm going in my own, my own in my in own my head th- during this. Jackson, Maine, joining me in the High Mighty Studio. Okay, the echo is gone. Ooh, yeah, brother. Abortion is healthcare. That's right, Jackson, Maine. Sorry. When you touched me, we caused a time loop, and I was hearing repeats of myself. Not an issue anymore. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studio is nearly sent coast Arthur Gamers. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur, currently not available to pop in here. He is sleeping on the couch. I don't know why. I still include him as part of the intro. It's. A pattern that's hard to break. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios. He's a guest. He's from the HeadGum fam. We're talking from the root tales of magic. It's Christopher Hastings. Uh, oh, yes, brother. Welcome, brother. Oh, yeah. It was like, I was like, oh, we're doing kind of a wrestling thing, but that's not my natural voice. I'm doing a <laughs> midway character. All right. Time to hop in here half-assed and just support him <laughs> a bit with, uh, oh, boy, I'm in too deep, brother. <laughs> Three minutes of uh-ohs with bone saw. Oh no, bone saw's ready. Uh, I fucking man. Marvel movies used to be so rad. Spider-Man One had fucking Macho Man in it. That shit hit hard for me when I first saw that. Or didn't, is that like performing that movie? Didn't he like do some move that like ended his career? Like he actually injured himself on set. Oh no, I don't know. Probably, like probably. I mean, not that we were all like really like, ooh, what's the next Macho Man storyline going to be in the two thousands when that movie came out? Yeah, he probably was. It was probably crazy. Yeah, he suffered a neck injury while filming because he did his own stunts. <laughs> well, you know, if 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 anybody's a should be a trained stunt performer, you'd think it's a guy with decades of experience in the WWE. <laughs> All right, don't worry. Uh, Randy's gonna do his own uh, his own stunts here. Oh dear God! Oh dear God! Like so nice to meet you, Toby McGuire. Toby, I, I love Cider House rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christopher, when I reached out about uh, what you wanted to talk about, I mean, you're an accomplished uh, many things, but one thing you threw out there that no one has really thrown out as a topic is barbecue. And upon yeah. reading those three magical letters, I was, <laughs> it's funny. It's like an acronym that no one ever says BBQ. I mean, sometimes I accidentally say it if it's like the title of a place like, oh, do you want to go to Smokehouse BBQ? But I right. rarely ever say BBQ. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, who says squiggle line when you know you mean ampersand? Uh, you know. Right. right. <laughs> well, you know, who says ampersand when you mean and, right? You don't say dungeons, ampersand, dragons. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, BBQ, it's weird. It's one of those words where it's not a direct representation, but if you see it, 
BBQ, you say barbecue. Auto translates in your head. Yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, weird. Um, yeah, well, uh, never thought about it before. I've nothing else to say. <laughs> and I'm tapped. Well, that's yeah, been our episode well, John, about barbecue. Right. It, does, it is weird that you do that. Thank you so much. Plus? That's us getting into the etymology of BBQ. So tell us where we can listen to uh, Rude Tales. And <laughs> no, uh, but you don't mean, you mean specifically the cuisine of food, right? Because coming from New York, mm-hmm. a, barbe- a barbecue, right? E- eating at a barbecue doesn't necessarily mean you are eating barbecue. Right. Isn't that terrible? We we need more words. <laughs> we, we, the one thing I can tell you is that this society needs more words. Oh. Uh yeah, but it, uh, I I guess I never like I've been over analyzing this for the last week for some stupid reason. Uh, just <laughs> but because I don't have a ton of like barbecue, meaning like that style of cuisine, open fire, barbecue right. sauce, brisket, pulled pork, that kind of. I have a ton of experience in eating it, but I have a ton of experience in grilling and hosting barbecues, but not the cuisine. So I was stoked to talk about it a more than just this etymology, but. How does one get into BBQ? How do you, I mean, does it start like everyone else with your first bite of brisket going, I need to make this at home now? Yeah, it was very similar to that. Um, So, you know, for like, you're like, like you growing up for me, barbecue meant like whatever got thrown on the grill. Hamburgers Uh, and hot dogs, like most frequently for us. Yeah. And we're like specifically like grilling a terrible piece of chicken and dousing it with like bullseye barbecue sauce. Yes. And it's like, that's just what I thought it was, uh, was just like that very specific flavor profile. Never really had good smoked meat until um, my dad came home. Like when, so my dad, my dad growing up was a pilot and he flew everywhere um, and would sample just different food from the entire world. And um, just like one time he came home and he was like, I just got back from Texas. I have some, something I want to try out and share with you. And, you know, he like, he made smoked beef ribs. And uh, that was just like, you know, you, you, uh, he, he bought, I think he bought a smoker for this. He was like, I'm going to get into barbecue now. And then just, uh, they were incredible. I was like, oh, I had no idea barbecue tasted like this. It was like the meat just, it literally melts in your mouth (laughs) because in the process of cooking it slowly like that, it renders all of this connective tissue that makes it, melt uh and it's like the smoke is so good and just like that particular recipe it's just salt and pepper and i know like you know you, you're from new york i don't know if you've ever been to blue smoke before yes it's that's the recipe so like uh he picked it up from a guy that picked it up from there oh uh, fun so like, i loved yeah. it the first time i had blue smoke wings i went ape shit like I, i'm oh, a big God, wing they're... fan and the first time i had their smoked wings i mean so much of their stuff is so fucking good there but their smoked wings like blew me away at first that's like my favorite thing to make if i feel like barbecuing but there's nobody else around to eat it i'll i'll smoke myself like a pack of wings uh hell yeah they're the best uh Oh, I need a smoker just to have my wings smoked from now on. I'm baking them in my little fucking when I get <laughs> when I rent a like a Airbnb in Palm Springs with some friends or something. I'll get to grill my wings and be very excited about delivering some uh, you know low and slow wings. But a smoker, ooh, that's the dream. Sla- oh. Slab is a barbecue restaurant by where I live here in L.A. and their smoked wings are uh, up there, uh, and and they are absolutely fantastic as well. I, I think they're better than fried. Uh, and I, I think it I think it does. It comes down to again, it breaks down connective tissue. It like and like wings are full of it because of you know those tiny little bones. Right. And, uh, yeah, it just makes it all melt. <laughs> it's so it really does like present meat with a texture that you haven't had it before. And you can easily maybe some listeners who aren't from specific regions or having they might be like in their head going like when i get a barbecue sandwich at a restaurant it's like so saucy and soupy and like yeah like i remember a period of time in like the early aughts where like you could get pulled pork sandwich at like pretty much every restaurant in america like they were all doing some version of that right. and it was always like oh that looks good i'm gonna get that and then when you get it you're like this doesn't hit for some reason then you go to some place that like 
some like lady with a glass eye puts like a, a wad of pulled pork on like one slice of Wonder Bread, and it's a got the best goddamn uh, barbecue sandwich you've ever had. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe the Virgils on Eighth Avenue oh, isn't presenting yeah. presenting the best barbecue per se. Yeah, sorry, Virgils. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and the thing is, the pulled pork is one of the easier like uh you know things to make like if you've never like smoked meat before even if you don't have a smoker if you just have a kettle grill you can do like a better pulled pork sandwich than uh, any of these aforementioned soup sandwich places yeah uh, it's just so easy you just you you get like a pork shoulder and then you 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 can buy a rub you don't have to make your own but also you know what? Google is very easy to look up like a, a pulled pork rub. And it's just like brown sugar and like paprika and onion powder and garlic powder, whatever spices you want. And like salt the like salt the thing for a day ahead of time. And then in your kettle grill, you just load up your charcoal on one side of the grill and you put your pulled pork on the other side. And then you you just let it go all day. And it's very forgiving. You can split up. It can get too hot. It can cook too cold. So long as the pork gets to like 200 something degrees on the inside when you're done it's going to taste amazing yeah the pork butt is sort of like indestructible in in a in a way and it makes sense for it to be like the iconic is maybe not the right word but like the in, indic, indicative uh dish of barbecue because we used to make my me and my wife used to live with a third you know third guy two bedroom apartment you know, that you huh? know New York City's a little nuts New York so. City baby <laughs> yeah exactly so our, our buddy he was really into horse racing and barbecue we did not have any outdoor space mm. he started making for the derby every year he started making a smoking a pork butt in our oven in the house and he was able to do it and then you know, a little liquid smoke. You purchase uh, a, a little liquid smoke, some some rub. You get it going, and then you eventually pull it, get it in a bowl with some sauce, and like slow cook. You know, let that simmer all day or whatever. And it was, and I didn't even know like how limited his uh, experience was at this point. But now, with hindsight, how limited his toolkit was, just doing this in like a pre-war apartments like tiny little oven he was smoking a full pork butt uh, a pork shoulder for us uh maybe it was a butt i feel like he kept calling it's it the, kind butt. Of the same thing yeah it's oh yeah right because they're four legs <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well, no, even the butt it's not actually from the butt i don't know why it's called a butt it's still the shoulder it's right still well yeah. technically on there when it's your leg it's like your shoulder and your butt at the same time like like and if you oh have four <laughs> You have four legs. <laughs> oh man, he's got four hooves, zero feet. What the fuck? Uh, but he would make that in our house, and it would be so fucking good, so good. And then eventually, I I went to a friend's house who had the green egg for the first time. And oh, they had, there you go. Yeah. And they had smoked some shit in there, and I was like, oh, the smoke is. And then you know, right <laughs> after that is like when diners, drive-ins, and dives, and and like all these barbecue based food shows just yeah. popped off where you got to like really learn and like see some of these freaks who are like it's 18 hours uh, uh, slow we i'm i stand over it and sweat all day long and just like mop sauce on at, at different intervals and shit like that just there's something for me i'm not a very good cook i'm not very good under pressure but something i've learned i have is foresight and with foresight, without skills, and I don't even have—I'm not even talking smoking. But I can—I've now cooked like stuff in the slow cooker, uh, low and slow bake wings. Um, you know, ma you get the marinade going like two days in advance, and then and slow cook it. All you need is—you don't need skills. All you need to be like Friday. I want to serve wings. Okay, it's Wednesday. Let me buy them and Ziploc bag them with some good sauce now. And like, it's that times ten for like. I just, all right, we're having people over at 5 a.m. for the pork butt. I just got to get it in at 5 a.m. and keep an eye on it all day long or whatever. And that always appealed to me. And then meeting these guys, like I did, a, I hosted a travel show where I got to go around, go to some restaurants, went to a barbecue restaurant uh, in uh, Richmond, actually. And these guys were like, uh, 
He's like, yeah, you know, this goes on 18. Like the, the process in which they have to go on to get them off in time for service is like so fucking fun. It's like we have a guy that's here at four in the morning. He works till 9 a.m. or whatever. He gets everything started and then goes home. I'm like, that's that that level of energy going into smoking something is just so appealing to me. I just love oh. that idea. Yeah, I uh i i usually i do like i do like maybe two briskets a year but because it's it is that process when you do an entire like it's called a full packer i don't know why uh <laughs> brisket. the more i learn about barbecue the more i realize i know nothing like dude it's just you're touching on literally the like anytime you're grown up and start you're like I know a fair bit about something. Now I want to really dive in and learn more. And the second you do that, you really just shine a light on what you don't know in a fun like oh shit. And then like it kind of retroactively is like, "Oh, I didn't know what I was talking about at all before this." Oh yeah, man. I especially when I first started getting into it, I you know, I I would just repeat anything I read as gospel. All sorts of like stupid, <laughs> like like now things that are like disproven. It's just uh, like I'm like well, you gotta soak your wood. All right, first thing you gotta do is you gotta soak your wood for an hour before you cook, and then no, that was just it's not. It's like you know why? Like if if soaking wood did anything, boats would sink. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Makes total sense. If wood getting wet changed it structurally somehow, it would be bad news for docks. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And I'm saying that right now. In five years, they're going to be like, well, it's a different kind of wood, actually. And it turns out that at the microscopic right. level, like. Oh, knows? soaking. No, you're not supposed to be soaking in water. And you're like, oh, I missed the whole thing here. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I like to do. I like to do a brisket like on uh, like New Year's Day um, as just like, I don't know, I just do. But it's like, uh, yeah, got to get up at three in the morning uh, to start that thing. And that's after two days prior having salted it. And uh, yeah, it's nice. I, I make like I make coffee the night before and I put it in a thermos. So it's ready to go for me at three when I go out there <laughs> in the middle of the night and start this brisket so that it's then ready for people to come over and eat it at 6 p.m. Uh, oh man, that, that's that that is like, and then when you serve that to someone, you're just like, I've been guiding this thing on a 15 hour journey. Yeah, <laughs> and like to present it to people at that moment, like after all the effort I've put into, like you're just like, every time you cook for someone, it is a real like I'm putting myself on display. I uh, I hope you in, but like cooking barbecue for someone that that's like. I, I've been working on this for more than half of a day. Like, yes, it's a little yeah. passive at points. Like, I'm able to go on my phone or, you know, wa wander, take a walk around the neighborhood. But I am, I've been, I shepherded this thing from my free fridge to your plate in in a, in three quarters of a day. Enjoy. I've been, yeah, yeah, I've been tending the flame because it's like, yeah, I don't have one of those electric smokers, you know, like that you can just load pellets in and plug it in. And it's basically, an oven but yeah it is um and then it's like it is very satisfying to be like here's your perfect two slices of brisket with a little slice of onion and the barbecue sauce that i made oh, hell yeah <laughs> or a potato roll and like it looks very simple but like yeah it's great oh that's well that's also the power of barbecue too right it's like something about the cuisine itself is that at final presentation it's kind of simple mm -hmm. like when you're like oh like it's one of those dishes you rarely get like this where uh, the name of it is exactly what it is. Like, you know, it's like ribs. And it's like, what does that look like? It's like <laughs> there are ribs on your table now. <laughs> like, oh, I get it. Like there's something primal. I mean, obviously it is just meat plus fire plus seasoning, which is, you know, very caveman esque. But there's something very primal about like it's cow meat. And we, it's just what we did with it for the 18 hours before you got it that matter. Or in your 72 yeah. hours, if you're brining yeah. or salting or marinating or doing anything like that. Yeah. You're lucky you got spices on this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Normally, it's just the kiss of flame. It's just about the wood I put in. And, like, all the variables. Like, And then when you hear, like, when you're watching, like, Chef's Table Barbecue and they're like, are you doing applewood here? It's like, oh, it's a classic apple, hickory, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like you have like specific types of wood that go into this too. Jesus Christ. 
like our our wood blend, our spice blend, our temperature blend, our hour. It's four <laughs> hours at this, five hours at this, four hours back at this, and then we, do, you know, everyone has. It's very simple, but you can go to two hundred barbecue restaurants on the same block, and they'll each have a slight tweak that they do that that they're like, well. The reason ours is good because is because of blank, and they're like, "Well, we do blank." It's like, "Oh, you're like we put the pork shoulder on upside down." You're like, "Okay, <laughs> oh god, that is a thing." Yeah, <laughs> in New York for a while, like whenever barbecue was getting hot in New York City, you know, in the aughts, it was like there were places be like, "Yeah, we brought our uh, our smoker all the way from Texas." Like it was like, so what? Like that's like your machinery, like, <laughs> yeah. and. It, who cares there's um there's like kind of a there's a funny like it's probably a myth but it's like a fun little thing to repeat that's like brisket from i think like the left side of the beef is better than the right side like you you try to figure out which chest muscle it is (laughs) because apparently cows like to lie down on one side and get up from that one side so like their right muscle is always getting a lot of exercise and the left one is a little fattier, but like it's one of these things that like these, these pro like the guys that do like the competition cooking where they do like an insane presentation for like that one perfect slice of brisket. Like that's something they like to talk about. But I'm like, I think you're just like, you're, you're getting to the point now where you've, you've got all the things going into it and now you're just making up reasons. Right. Yeah. Well, that always feels like a slight tweak on the end that, just like with like fitness and stuff, it's always like those elite level people who p- throw out some sort of like, yeah, you want to use the left side of the brisket rather than the right side because it's a little fattier. And it's like that's when you're like down to like the ninety nine point nine percent variable or whatever. And I feel like in fitness, you see that a lot, too, where someone's like, oh, I never do calf raises because blah, blah, blah. And it's like the guy who mentioned that to you is a guy who's like an elite level uh, bodybuilder. It doesn't apply like. I'm yeah. sure, like I don't think you're getting the right side of the brisket's going to break my brisket um yeah, right. uh, that I'm serving for everyone. But when you're at the, th- those guys are the at those peak levels where they're like they can like touch it with their finger and be like this is the right side and shit too. Like like they can, <laughs> like you're like okay pal that makes no sense and then they can eyeball it you're like all right fair enough. You you get your choice aside with your brisket. Not and not I don't mean choice aside like mac or greens. I mean choice of which side of brisket you want. Right, right. Yeah, gosh, it's so true about the, the bodybuilding stuff. And I'm just like, I'm lifting heavy things and it's doing great. And right, exactly, exactly. The fact that I'm here in this gym for 90 minutes is is just the is the win. Like, I don't need to, like, start titrating down this and that and this. It's like I'm not at that level yet. Maybe someday I will be. But right now, it's just the fact that my smoker is on and I got and I'm making my own barbecue sauce is a huge fucking win. Talk to me more about this. Whip, you have your own BB your own BBQ sauce recipe? <laughs> oh yeah. Um it's it's like based I have I've been tweaking it for years, so I guess it's gotten to the point now where it's mine. But it's like it's basically uh it's kind of a vinegary or sauce, so it's good with pork. Um and it's uh it's like so it's not a ketchup based barbecue sauce like got some ketchup oh <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make you spill your recipe on, on oh air, well i'll tell you the the fun part of it the, the yeah. secret or whatever which was there all along which is coffee um putting coffee into barbecue sauce is really good oh yeah i do like that i do like that profile porters and coffee like in that Ooh, like yeah. dark like dark sweetness kind of thing mm-hmm. like yeah I, I i'm a i'm a fan Oh, that's making your own barbecue sauce. When I found out barbecue, a lot of barbecue sauce was ketchup. Like ketchup is like the beginning, and then they uh-huh. go from there. I it like blew. And I was like, of course, of course, it makes sense. I remember in like the nineties, being like fourteen, fifteen years old, and like seeing barbecue sauce. Like you know, you get like the wishbone, or I think you said uh, bullseye or sweet baby rays. Yeah, yeah, classic. Just like. The, the the Ken's Steakhouse of barbecue sauce or whatever, and you get it. <laughs> and we would have that in the house. And then I remember there was a certain age where I was like, 
my my dad, hey, Jaddy, you want to make a cheeseburger? I'd be like, oh, yeah, but instead of ketchup, can I have barbecue sauce? And I'd be like, oh. And I'd put that on and be like, oh, I'm really. Yeah, exactly. And I, exactly, I would put it on and be like, I'm a very interesting young person here. This tr- and it's you like know, I think I saw an ad for a special at Burger King that <laughs> yeah do it anymore. Onion rings and barbecue sauce, like that was like my understanding of what the the rodeo uh-huh. cheeseburger or whatever they were calling it yeah. back then. But like doing that, and I'm like, wow, I'm really. And then like eventually being like, oh yeah, these are wildly similar. They're just like, two <laughs> di- <laughs> it's just like two dials away on like, you know, like add this, add that. And it's like, it's practically ketchup. And I'm like, oh, that yeah, makes a lot. Those ones in particular, like it's just, it was sweeter just ketchup, ketchup even sweeter, like brown sugar. Yeah. It's sweet it, even <laughs> sweeter. And then like, it's like paprika. That's probably it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Today, we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. And no, we're not talking about a baby, not on High and Mighty. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's platinum package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use our code mighty for 20% off plus free shipping. Okay. I'll tell you what. I love my manscaped trimmer, the lawnmower. It works super well. Um, it's very hard to nip yourself. Like it's near. I have not done it yet with my old buzzers. I would nip my, uh, little, you know, the base or the scrote every once in a while, but with the Manscaped uh, Lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer, damn playa, it's mad easy and it works super well for me. Um, you know, hit the Dyson in the tub after, get rid of all those short and curlies, and the wifey doesn't complain. And then, as you know, like I like to say, small potatoes make the steak look bigger. So a little trim down there, clean you up nice. And if you expect anyone to, Use it, touch it, play with it, uh, engage with it orally, then uh, enjoy, uh, you know, get in there. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> um, it works wonders. I'm a big fan of how of how it works. Uh, it makes it, uh, it's waterproof. Uh, it, I have had a wonderful time uh, trimming the old pubes and balls with it. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code MIGHTY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code MIGHTY. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com and use code MIGHTY. Do you have a favorite barbecue dish to make or a favorite barbecue dish to order and are they separate? Ooh, that's a great question. Cause yeah, like I do really love to like order, like buy good brisket because it does take an entire like sleep cycle to make. <laughs> right. Um, and when you show up to a restaurant, that sleep cycle has already happened on by someone else. So you yeah, can just, like, you can just order is- it. Thank you, Rick. I'm glad you spent the night out there. I'm ready to eat now. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and then to make, I mean, I have so many that I like to make. Um, yeah, at home, it kind of rotates. It's kind of depending on the season, honestly. So, like, I don't mind doing, like, a really long barbecue in the wintertime, like the brisket or a pulled pork, because, you know, it's like sitting around a campfire, you know? Right, right. Cold. And-, <laughs> and then, you know, when it gets in the springtime, in the summer, I really like grilling pizza, which isn't quite what this is, but, it, you know, it's on the same device. Uh, oh hell yeah yeah grilled pizza is awesome uh you, you have like a little pizza stone you throw on there or are you going you right know, on the... right on the grill um wow yeah like i have converted the uh the the grill into like um like a you know a, a pizza oven by taking the pizza steel that i have and, and putting it in there because it gets yeah. super hot and you get like the nice reflective heat from the uh the dome uh so it cooks the pizza but and then it just 
but listen, I, I live in New York. I don't need to do that. I can, <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> I can buy very good pizza here. You can walk eight feet and get a much better slice than you're going to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but grilled pizza is is different. Because, um, yeah, you just, you just throw the dough right on the grill, and then uh, you let it cook, and then you flip it, and then you flip it onto, like, a cooler side of the grill, and then you dress it really quick, and then you slide it back to cook the other side of the dough, and then sometimes, like, if you have a torch, it's nice to, like, brown your cheese because it doesn't really get brown. But, like, it's really fun, like, to have, like, a smoky grilled pizza. Oh, yeah. I would imagine that that that's fucking. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, if I'm if you're got a little smoke going in there, you know, you do like a hot honey and soup, soprasat pizza Hello. or something like that. A little salami and a little honey with a kiss of that smoke. Go a Hell long yeah. way. Yeah, a little Calabrian chili. Ooh. Oh, all right. <laughs> Excuse me. You say you're not a good cook. <laughs> well, I am a fat Italian who likes <laughs> grilling. So <laughs> I know the words, and I have literally a tattoo that says uh, food with oh, a heart God, around that's it. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm a very good consumer, and I'm an informed consumer, just not, I don't produce as well smoked pizza that's fucking rad that's a fun idea yeah like and that's good hosting because you can just like all right let me go pop another one on you know you and you don't disappear for 45 minutes like hold on yeah mop the ribs or whatever hang out and yeah yeah, you keep throwing them on there and you're like here's another one yeah the next one will do uh turkey sausage so you can have some don't worry (laughs) happening less so in new york than it is in la i'm betting uh but oh i don't know that's so brit brisket is like is brisket your favorite like because where do you like i guess people are some people are pulled pork and some people are brisket yeah i think like at the top like at the top of their class like a really great like wagyu beef brisket you know i think is incredible um and most brisket is honestly disappointing um but like i think pulled pork is like uh like i said it's harder to screw up so like usually i can get a good pulled pork uh right you can get like you can get a medium pulled pork way more likely than like a medium well you said most brisket is bad and you're right but it is one of those categories of food where you're like, this isn't that good a brisket, but it is a nice piece of fatty meat with a piece yeah. of white bread, some sauce, and yeah. or it's a brisket sandwich, and it's got the, you know, whatever it might be, you're like, eh, this is not the best brisket, but it's like not the best pizza, but not the best ice sure. cream, but like you're just stoked to have it. But that's how I've always felt about chicken wings, and I've talked about this on the podcast numerous times, but I've always loved chicken wings. I do think because of the amount I need to eat eat to feel like I got enough chicken wings, it, <laughs> ordering them always feels stupid and expensive. So I was finally like, all right, I don't know how to cook, but let me learn how to cook the thing I like best. And let me figure oh, out yeah. how best to make it. And f- specifically for me, that involved like, how can I make it a little healthier so that uh, consumption is a little more guilt-free? So I started like over the course of, the last 10 years I've been making wings very frequently or, you know, like maybe twice a month to two to four times a month for 10 years. And every time I'm just like constantly tweaking, constantly changing the sauce. I don't have a grill. I don't have a smoker. Those are things that I think would knock it out of the park recipe wise, but I've been just baking and then finishing wings in the broiler for so long that I've gotten to the point where I can make them really in a way I really enjoy and that other people are really impressed by when I do make them. And it's, it all stemmed from like, I really like this thing and I can't get it exactly the way I want it. So let me just start fucking. And it feels like that. You're like, man, sometimes you just want really good brisket and you're like, all right, crack the knuckles, go to the fucking fairway and be ready to rip here. And I'm going to, I'm just going to take it out. Going to go solo. I'm going to carry this one on my shoulder and make it fucking happen. Uh, I'm curious about, um, your wings. I have a couple questions. Uh, Let's go. All right. So you said you change up your sauces. So do you do you generally like to do like a classic buffalo sauce or like what are your what are your go tos? I'm doing usually one. Usually when I make them for me and my wife, there's two sauces, one buffalo or 
vinegary, spicy adjacent. Another mm-hmm. one I'll often use is a peri-peri sauce that I really oh, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and then the other one will be something in the sweet barbecue, sweet adjacent, like that that world, or some sort of like, uh, olo- like not dry rub per se, but like sauceless, like olive oil, lemon, rosemary, garlic, or something like that. Like, so, so I, those are like the worlds I operate in there. And they're always, and they're kind of simple, to be honest. Like, I'm always trying different barbecue sauces. Like, oh, let me try this company's uh, Koji uh, Korean barbecue. Okay, mm-hmm. these don't work the way I want to do. Oh, let me try this. I, I forget that. I can't think of the brand off the top of my head, but there's like this Carolina mustard barbecue sauce that just, really works well on fucking Ooh. with wings and the way I'm baked. Cause sometimes the sweet sauce. That. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send I, a- I have a, I have a pretty good Carolina mustard sauce that I like to do sometimes with pork where it's like dressed up with like a lot of fresh herbs. Ooh, um, really good. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds dope. I'm doing all these just bottled sauces, hitting them in the Ziploc, putting them in there for like 48 hours in advance of just, but I've learned because of the style of cooking that I'm doing, just slow baking them at like under 300 in the oven for an hour and a half or so or an hour and then finishing them for just a little crisp in the broiler. Sometimes the sweet sauces, the sugar based sauces, they cause this kind of like elasticity in the like or like or like a, 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 like filmy type thing to the chicken where it's just not it, the skin doesn't snap the way you want it to. Like, and it just kind of, and I don't know, and I think that's from the slow cooking. So some sauces get eliminated with my process that are probably, be- that are probably still good sauces, but I keep that this honey mustard one that I'll send you this Carolina mustard barbecue. It works so well uh, in there. And then this Island delights Hawaiian barbecue sauce that I love so much for some reason, it just rips so well and exactly what I'm going for. So that one always gets thrown into rotation, but I love a Frank's. Uh, buffalo wing sauce not and mm-hmm. uh the peri peri sauce is probably one of my favorites uh in nando's it's actually nando's from uh, uh peri peri sauce that shit just works so well thank um you. thank you i you've opened my world to all these new chicken wing flavors that I'm very <laughs> well to try. that's li- and i literally was just making buffalo and barbecue for so long and then you go to like buffalo wild wings and they're like what about thai chili and i'm like should I just try man? And because I don't do like the finish in a bowl at the end, which is something I should probably learn how to do and like bake them with just chicken and uh, I would bake them with just chicken, bake them with just salt and pepper and then toss them in a sauce. That's like the next level of, I like the idea of marinating them and letting the sauce just get in there a little bit, but it doesn't always work with every sauce profile. Right. I will say so that that's like my big uh, learned lesson. And then I'm dying to move out of my fucking 900 square foot apartment, and maybe get <laughs> some fucking accoutrements that I can mess with on a higher level. Like smoking, smoking chicken is just so you don't you you need so little extra shit going on to just make some solid. You just buy good quality meat and just smoke it with like a little salt and pepper on it. Maybe some maybe soak it in olive oil for a day just for crisp or something. Yeah, it'll come out fucking money. Oh, um. Are, are you doing all this stuff you mentioned? You called what? What did you refer to your grill as uh, earlier? Oh, you, it's a you, Weber. It's so that's a Weber. Like, yeah, it's like the lid, the lidded kind, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's like a it's a the kettle grill. It's a it's a big orb, basically. I guess, right. kinda. but it's not it's not a gas one, right? You're putting in your no, own. no, no, no. This is charcoal. Yeah, yeah. See, that's and there there like gets the whole other part of this all started too. It's like. That is a layer more difficult than using a gas grill, but that's where the fucking sauce, that's where the money comes from, right? For barbecue. And for me, the romance, you know, I have to romance the flame. It's a living creature. Yes, dude. Yes, it's a fire elemental. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I have to make gentle love to it for it to produce what I want. See, yeah, and that's, and that's where, that's, that's the thing that, like, I'm sure a lot of people who are thinking just pure convenience are like, oh, God, a Weber. And then you'll be at someone's house and they'll have a gas grill and a Weber grill. And you're like, what the fuck? And they're like, well, this is for when I want to do some barbecue. I need to get my wood yeah. chips in there. This is for ripping out burgers and dogs for the yeah, kids. Yeah, right, exactly. This one right here is when I'm like bringing in the pork butt and it's all been massaged and ready to rip. And I'm like, oh, that. So are you doing? When you're doing your uh, brisket on this on the Weber, are you 
are you messing with the charcoal in there? Are you throwing some wood you chips? You have to, yeah. Right? God, uh, it's, um, that's why you have to stay up all night with it. <laughs> is right. because, you know, it's, uh, so, you know, you have to keep it at like a ridiculously low temperature. So, you know, I'm trying to cook it 225 degrees and uh, as you expose fire to oxygen, it wants to burn hotter than that. It really does. <laughs> uh, you know, fire famously hot. And, uh, yeah, Frankenstein told me that. Uh, the Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. The doctor didn't oh. have time to explain it to me. Oh, you mean Adam? Adam Frankenstein? Oh. Yes. <laughs> That's what he calls himself by the end of the book. But who's read that far? It's kind of boring by then, honestly. I shut it off at fire bad. That was all the info I needed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like... Um, you know, you have to like control the vents to like kind of just keep a like an oxygen flow correctly. And then as that's happening, like it might flare up a little bit, especially when you're like throwing wood chunks on there to like get the nice smoke on top of the charcoal. And I'm not even talking about like the guy, like there are guys who will take cured wood and they will purposefully just burn it down to charcoal and then they'll put it on their fire, uh, which I do not mess with. That's too difficult. <laughs> They're uh, making their own charcoal, more or less. Yeah, they are. They do it live. Um, like fuck Franklin it, we're Martin. like Bill O'Reilly. Fuck it, we're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure every single one of them would love that comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the decent men who cook us this beautiful food, <laughs> being compared to one of TV's greatest monsters. Uh oh, th- that's the shit that I. That's the shit that I love when you're like. Oh, yeah. Like you could be into barbecue on a hundred different levels. Like you could be making a pork butt in your apartment stove with liquid smoke and uh, dinosaur barbecue sauce because that's you're from Syracuse and that's your favorite sauce. That's I'm using my roommate as reference here. You can go all the way down to having a fucking like uh, you can have a green egg, a Weber, or you could go to like building your own fucking smoker out of like a bank safe or like a gun locker or a file cabinet is one I saw that, online. Those would all probably be very good because of the information. Yeah. yeah, those would work great. <laughs> um, and then you got guys who are making their own fucking barbecue sauce, making their own uh, charcoal, gr- you know, raising their own pigs or cows. Like you get like you get you can go in. So di- you can go. You can just show up to fucking Dallas barbecue and order a brisket and go like, I love barbecue. Or you could like raise a cow from birth and grow a tree from the seed and like <laughs> everywhere in between are considered barbecue aficionados. I mean, obviously there are to various degrees, but that's that's what's fun about yeah. real real mention, hobbies. You know, the regional differences. Like because barbecue is so American, because it is so weirdly different from state to state or city to city. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well that that is it's it is when people always joke like, well, what is American cuisine? And they're like hamburgers and hot dogs. It's like, no, American cuisine is from uh, the American South and it is barbecue. It is like a, yeah. that is there are other countries that do meat over oh, of course, uh, yeah. over flame, obviously. But it's just the way we talk about it and process it and do it here. It's so obviously our export. Like it's so yeah. obviously. Like, it's the American cuisine. It's also one of those foods where it's like, yeah, if you go to, like, Manchester in the UK or something, and you're like, oh, there's a barbecue restaurant here. You're like, well, that's a very, I see why you think that's what we do. Yep. uh (laughs) But there's a little, uh, well, the translation's not quite right. (laughs) Exactly. You're you're missing a few key vibes and ingredients, like a few (laughs) different things going on here. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. because you mentioned earlier that you do a little bit of a vi- a vinegar sauce for your uh, pork, which is like well, that one. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've messed with a bunch of different recipes, but like that's the one that like I've tinkered with for so long. Yeah. And that's considered like a Carolina, right? Like Carolinas are sort of like they're known. Their barbecue is kind of in the vinegar family. And then. Yeah, I think so. And there's like there's the mustard. And yeah, I forget which is north and which is South Carolina. Oh, dude, I, I can't even tell you on a map which one is north and south. That should be the <laughs> easiest way to do it. <laughs> I know tall. I know no, upper North Carolina and, and lower, but I don't know north and south yeah. uh, that because and then when you like go down south, 
more that's where like the ketchupy like that the like the molassesy the sweet right. barbecue sauce kind of comes like, from there's like St. Louis and Memphis and you know There's Kansas style barbecue Kansas I know that Kansas City style yeah yeah <laughs> I think Kansas City is the one that's really sweet Yes I think you yeah. might be right as well Uh that's like that's so fun to me like and that and and then you're just like a guy who lives in New York who's like a uh, barbecue you know i'm just gonna have like i i'm making a burger and i'm having a barbecue at my house and meanwhile there's a person who's like wait are we doing kansas city or mississippi style oh. it's like oh fuck yeah <laughs> oh man i don't want to be that guy no 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 uh that's where where's some of the best barbecue you've had it could be like in new york or on on travel or it could be at like a, a friend's house oh wow well i mean so i've I haven't actually like gotten to I've not gone to like any of the classic barbecue ma- like like meccas. I haven't I haven't even been to Texas. Like I've wow through Texas. So like there's a lot of places I want to go to, but like yeah, all the places I've been to are in New York City, <laughs> which is <laughs> gonna get me shot and killed. Thank you so much for asking that question. Mission accomplished. Just wanted to make sure uh, you're a huge uh, yeah. coastal elite poser. Hey, Got yeah, it. No, Perfect. Like, <laughs> a giant anthropomorphic pig in a chef's hat and an apron is going to come to my house and kill me now before <laughs> jumping back on his sign. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Hastings. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, but yeah, like here in New York, like I said, I loved Blue Smoke for a very long time. Um, and um, uh, let's see. There's also... Hometown barbecue uh, in New York is terrific. Solid, I love it. Yeah, uh, Din- dinosaur up in great. Harlem is really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, any place that's on a best of list, like yeah, they're right. I don't have a secret one to share with anybody. Right, right. Yeah, you're not. Well, especially in New York, you're not going to be like, well, there's a low key hole in the wall, amazing brisket. But that is like when you get down south, you're like, oh, dude, there's this gas station outside of so and so that has like oh, yeah. some of the best goddamn brisket. Like I went to. Lockhart, Texas, with the Doughboys, which is like a out a couple hours outside of Austin, where they call that like one of the barbecue. There's like, it's like population eighteen hundred, but it has like four barbecue restaurants, and it's like <laughs> they're considered some of the best in uh, is America. It, is like their entire like, uh, just like the entire city's like revenue, just like from people driving in and like getting in line at ten a.m. at these places. I believe so, and I also believe that. Um, it's hard not to drive towards it because when we were drive, we were driving there from Austin, um, and it, you could start to smell it like a, oh. like a, several miles out, and it was fucking, and it was stellar bar, and it was like, oh, you can go stand in the room where they're just cooking all the meat, like you're just like in this like bricked out room where it's like hot and meat is cooking, and you're like, this is stellar. Uh, there's also a place called Salt Lick just outside of Austin, which is pretty fucking stellar as well. I've heard of these places. I want to go because like they all they're all in there in all of the cookbooks I have. They're all right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's all. That's that's the shit you do. You set yourself up for some fucking like dream. Like someday I'll save up enough money and then I'll drive the barbecue tour of like, you know, I'll shit in my car a dozen times as I drive across (laughs) the American South, smashing down fucking briskets and pulled porks. Oh my god, that sounds great. Uh, well, w- let's let's talk before we get out of here. Let's talk a little sides. Ooh, side, side. We got to get a little side dishy here. Um, classics everyone loves, but do you have uh, like do you have do you make any sides when you're when you're throwing together your your New Year's Day brisket? Or you're like, don't worry, we'll have potato salad too. Or do you have like other things in the world that you you love or? When you get barbecue, you're like, I gotta try their greens, or I gotta try their okra, sure. I gotta try their like. What? Where? Where do you go from there? Um. So yeah, at home, like I really like. Yeah, potato salad's great. I particularly like uh German potato salad, which is like uh the, yellow, the yellowy one with like mustard and yolk, or is that something else? I think that's something else. This is just like it's basically like bacon and vinegar. <laughs> like, oh yes, yes. Now I know what kind of uh, potato yeah. salad you're talking about. Now, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, I, I like making a, a a nice coleslaw is great. Um, oh, a s- slaw is a good one because it it's adds value to the sandwich. It could act as a side or a condiment. It it's like yes, it's versatile. Try to tell people this. <laughs> <laughs> slice of white bread, a slice of brisket, 
Um, and then uh, a little pinch of coleslaw. You're you're made in the shade there. That's a fucking healthy healthy bite. <laughs> um, I think I think you gotta have uh pickles of some kind, whether that uh, whether it's you know pickle or like pickled onions or... or like pickled red onion as a condiment. Like uh, you need pickles with with you that. need to cut through the fat a little bit yeah. with some uh with some vinegary and some yeah. and some fucking tart. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then beyond that, I'm extremely basic, and I will love French fries with anything. Like, oh yeah, French fries are good. They are objectively a per like a great side food. Like, no matter what, you can get a salad and fries, and it's a fucking good combination. You know what that's I mean? Very like, funny <laughs> French fries. You got like, oh, I get a classic chicken Caesar salad, please, and fries on the side. Uh, <laughs> but fries is a good. I I love a mac and cheese from a place that does. I, I I'm not gonna make it if I'm making barbecue. That just seems to be a lot at that point. And I I also don't have yeah. like a good recipe. I but don't I never make mac and cheese at home. No, and it, it, mac and cheese <laughs> falls into a little bit of a category of like, I'm happy with any mac and cheese. Obviously, there are people who make fantastic mac and cheese and i've had very good mac and cheese but mm -hmm. not good mac and cheese still hits like yeah. like i could have annie's like bunny shaped organic those mac and cheese yeah and those and in fact, even just the other day i um like i made a really big uh pork shoulder that i then portioned out into little freezer bags so i had little like portions in the freezer and there i didn't know what i was gonna have for lunch but i did have a box of annie's mac and cheese and I pulled out some of that pulled pork and I made the box mac and cheese and put the pulled pork on top. It was so fucking good. It was Ugh. it was better than both of them alone. Yeah, that is a fucking stellar combo. I love a little chopped brisket or a little saucy uh, pulled pork slapped into stirred into some uh, mac and cheese. Oh, that's a fucking that's a dream. I'm a big fan of greens on this collard greens. Collard or, greens. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, love I love collard greens. Collard greens. And I don't I never really liked fried green tomatoes. They never appealed to me. But then when I first I, when I had them at Dinosaur Barbecue, I became a convert. And now I will try them at any place that says they do them well. Like that's the only place I've ever had it. And I'm like, yeah, these are great. I will always order. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's not something you when someone tries to you're like, oh, I know it's a movie. It sounds <laughs> like fried tomatoes well, I, aren't I a real five food just because it's a movie. <laughs> right. You'll have to do better. Sir. Yes, and I'll take another hitch when you get a chance. <laughs> Sir, you just said you don't eat movie food. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um the uh I love I love uh like tater tots on the side like it's it yeah. it's hard not to it's hard not to go wrong cuz barbecue is weirdly also about the sides, right? Like you want sides there. If you're making a if you're making a big ass pork shoulder, you like you might want a couple of sides just so also people don't sit there and hammer down the thing you worked 20 hours on in like a fucking few yeah, like let them spread it around a little and have to eat, you know, some fucking pickled onions or Yeah, right. You you need some filler. Pickles pickles go a long way too. Just a couple of pickles on a piece of What how do you feel how do you feel about adding cheese to a uh, like a brisket sandwich? Like that—that always feels like it, you're pushing it too far. But I've had some leftover brisket with a piece of brie on a piece of Whoa. white bread folded, and that thing hits like a guy. You know, maybe a pickle or two on there too. That shit hits like a fucking dream. I the mean, brie gets into like mayonnaise territory if it's a little melty in there. You know, it's adding more than just the cheese funk to it. It's adding some fucking moisture and some texture really hits for me hello uh yeah you know i i haven't really but now that you mentioned it i'm going to try but like i like i like what we're getting into now which is like what are the uh sacrilegious barbecue moves we love uh okay because, yeah do you have any yeah, in particular yeah so i um i don't know if you remember a while back mcdonald's had uh a promotion that they did with the uh the band bts uh <laughs> Uh, remind me i'm gonna you're gonna need to oh, <laughs> oh sure you know the 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 korean pop group bts um and uh <laughs> anyway so they had a thing where it was like they like they made up sauces to have with the chicken nuggets but i don't know who designed them but they had one that was a quote cajun sauce there's nothing cajun about it but it was very good and so <laughs> i looked up how to make a copycat version of this mcdonald's bts sauce bts cajun <laughs> sauce uh which was kind of just like it's almost like a spicy burger sauce it was very close to um 
like Shake Shack's burger sauce. Yeah, yeah. A little spicier. Um, and I put that on a brisket sandwich and it was the fucking best. It was so oh, that's a, that's it a, was that with pickled red onion, it's all it needed. It was amazing. Ooh, that sounds also that is so uniquely American. Um the <laughs> a, a sauce I tried recently was called Cajun, uh made for a huge <laughs> conglomerate corporation inspired by a Korean pop star and I put it on classic like Southern food. Like yeah. that, like that, that feels so American to get, to get to it via all the major crossover and promotion and shit. And now I'm reminded that I did like some of those uh, nugget sauces that popped off from the oh, BTS collab. Yes. Yeah. Those were, those, that, those were good. Oh man. I just, I fucking love the idea of like, now you're thinking of brisket just as like meat on a sandwich and not like necessarily in the barbecue family. And you're like, yeah, slice of brisket, slice of Havarti, mayo, shredded lettuce. Like that just <laughs> sounds like a fucking stellar sandwich right there. Yeah. A sh- shredded iceberg goes a long way. That's like uh. a, a pulled pork sandwich. I really like It's like to have it with um, skip the barbecue sauce entirely and have it with ranch dressing and um, like crispy fried onions on top oh yeah and, and you know have your pickle element whatever you want but like yeah pulled pork with ranch dressing is great oh that sounds so fucking stellar yeah, yeah. i could eat that for a bowl like a bowl of cereal in the morning just give me pulled <laughs> pork where like ranch is the milk i could eat that like every morning like look give it give it to mikey he likes it mikey eats anything uh oh and i can't believe we haven't spoken of this another dish that gets rolled into barbecue frequently which i love is the sausage and oh yeah and and like that's that is but if you're not getting in the world of making your own sausage like grilling sausage is very very user friendly it's like kind of hot because they're so fatty like they're kind of hard to overcook Mm -hmm. they are like i mean you can overcook them, people. Do not, but <laughs> but, but it'll it's, let you know well in ahead. Like I've, yeah, you'll know it's overcooked like uh, by eyeball. But like you can, it's really hard to dry out a good sausage, and it's like that's a really those are crowd pleasers. You put ten of those on a grill, and like you just get good. The, and barbecue, they know what they're doing, man. They do like the jalapeno cheddar sausage or something like that. You have that to like break up some bites in between. Like, I love when you go to a barbecue place and they have, like, chicken is, like, a vegetable on the side. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we'll get a smoked chicken, too, to, like, to share for the table while we all jam down f- fried burnt ends. Oh, burnt ends. We didn't even say burnt ends. Oh, oh yeah. The dream. Oh, oh. gosh. Um, something <laughs> I like to do with sausages on the grill is I, um, I like, I take, like, an aluminum pan and, like, uh, make, like, pour in, like, beer and like some sort of like herb and like maybe garlic and like some mustard or something like that. And then I'll braise the sausages in that liquid on the cooler side of the grill. So like get them like kind of simmering. Oh, and, and, oh, like putting like sauerkraut or something in there. And then um, and then once they're cooked, then I throw the, the, the sausages on to the hot side to sear off. And also we started my my uh, my wife and I started doing it with um, like Italian sausage and peppers. And oh yeah you like cook the onions and the peppers down and then you throw it into that pan with like vinegar and sugar and like it's in- and then throw it on like garlic bread incredible that sounds fucking stellar you had me at sausage and peppers one of my favorite pairings of words in the world <laughs> yeah oh i like the idea so let me just visualize what you're saying here so i get it right you have like one of those like catering trays or small like yeah, aluminum yeah, yeah. tray Mm-hmm. You have the sausage in there with some liquids and some other things that yeah, are with kind some of raising like, liquid. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like simmering in there directly on the grill. Mm-hmm. And that's like you, you start cooking it there, but it's on the cooler side. So it's not. Yeah. Like and it's still absorbing like that smoke flavor through that. Yeah. Line. Yeah. And then you take it off there to just finish for the crisp and the lines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Ah, that sounds fucking genius. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't come up with it. I won't take any credit. No, no, I know. It, I, it, it, it clearly is something that, you know, someone who knows anything about cooking would put together kind of early yeah. on of like, if I had figured that out. I would have led with it. I would have been like, <laughs> right. tell you and your listeners about my trademark way to cook sausages that I will tell you the fifth step for then $50 <laughs> 
money order. What if, yeah, what if what if you like came out like I did come up with this and it's not until this episode comes out in like three, you know, a couple of weeks that you hear like, oh, I did not come up with that at all. And now I'm like, I came I leaned in pretty hard of like, and I have the surefire way to cook sausages on the grill. Now you'll need to get yourself an aluminum pan. Here's some examples of aluminum pans I've used in the band there. People are like, what the fuck? This guy's describing a al- brazing. But I yeah. the idea I'm I'm always grilling at like friends houses and when i stay at like airbnbs and shit so and i i have a trip coming up next month and i think i'm gonna try to cook some uh all some right sausage. i'll send you the recipe it's it's on uh both of the one the one i described two one was a bratwurst and one was for the sauce and your peppers and they're both from uh j kenji lopez alt the uh food writer at, at um at serious eats so you can you can find those there Oh, cool. and they're they are dead easy. They're very easy to cook this way. Yeah, I, I, you you describe this is how easy they are on an audio medium. You explained it to me, and I think I know it what to do. <laughs> like like that you have secondhand taught me over audio medium with no uh like no no objects to go look at or go over, and I'm on board. So it's clearly not too difficult of a process. Yeah, yeah. that sounds fucking good. Well, look. Besides showing up at your house and asking you f- to try your brisket, where else can my listeners uh, get a taste of what you've got going on? Oh, I know that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't talk about it all, but I'm a comic book writer. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're like, I could have spoken with more authority on that, but Gabrus insisted on barbecue. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I wanted to come in and talk about something fun, not about work. Uh, <laughs> right. Fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. What issues are you writing right now? If people, you know, this episode comes out on Thursday. Right now, I'm writing kids' comics that uh, nobody who would read them should be listening to this show. Uh, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe they have kids that like comics. That That's people- true. Look, I'm gonna plug it. All right. So, um, there's a, a series of graphic novels called The Investigators, um, and they are about uh, alligators who are part of a spy agency. They wear investigators. Vests. That's I love it. The investigators and vest. Ah! <laughs> vest stands for very exciting spy technology. Uh, and that's awesome. <laughs> so I, uh, I work with the series creator, John green. I do, uh, the spinoff books, uh, about all the other animals that work there. Uh, and that's called agents of suit. Uh, the first one came out in February. Um, and I also do, you, you know, the five nights at Freddy's video games. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I work on a series of graphic novels set in that world. Um, oh, I don't know anything about the games except that I think they are going to be a movie series soon. Too, yeah. We right? got a movie yeah. coming out uh, in October. Uh, uh, Jim Henson uh, studios did the animatronics. Uh, Matthew Lillard seems to be playing the main bad guy. Uh, I think it's gonna oh, be cool. That's awesome. It's uh, Freddy's is sort of like a, a Chuck E. Cheese, right? A lot of Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. That's such a fucking fun premise. That's cool that you doing the books. That's so yeah, rad. yeah. The books are super fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so those are the main comic projects that I have out right now. Um, and if people want to check out my backlog, which has like. Adventure Time, Deadpool, uh, Gwenpool, the pink version of Deadpool. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, the Adventures of Dr. McNinja, um, a whole bunch of other Marvel stuff. And like I did. Oh, I did the Wet Hot American Summer graphic novel. That was, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was super fun. The most <laughs> filthy material I've ever put in a comic book is in that. <laughs> um, and people can find all that stuff at uh, drhastings.biz. Uh, that's Dr. my Hastings. link tree. <laughs> hell yeah yeah Got and then of course uh you mentioned our podcast rude tales of magic uh where i pretend to be a skeleton wizard uh who who lost his body in a terrible magical accident <laughs> with former guest of the pod branson and uh, uh future guest of the pod tim uh, oh you're gonna have tim on yeah nailing it down getting getting the, uh, the whole family on board uh oh gosh yeah and i didn't even I knew nothing about the pod except that a guy I used to know Branson was on it. And when we were talking more, I was like, Oh, that's so fucking cool. And then like two weeks later, it's like, yeah, that headgum we just got. And I'm like, Oh, I just like learned so much about these guys. Let's have them on the pod. I'm a fucking table topper. I'll talk to them about anything. That's so fucking. So it's been fucking rad to learn more about your show. That sounds so oh, fun. Thanks, man. man. That's great. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, dude, and uh, let's get a barbecue at some time. At some point, if you're in L.A. or I'm in New York or we're both in uh, Kansas City, let's uh, let's oh, yeah. fucking no, let's link do up. Follow up. Yeah. Yes. Let's do. Let let's, me let's rip off the Doughboys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start having barbecue and then t- discussing it at length um, and and rating it five uh, tongs. Um, <laughs> not not fully ripping them off, but staying in the. So I also speak of ripping them off. Just like ripped off a little scab on my forehead and then I'm currently bleeding. Uh, yeah, for folks on the audio, I'm seeing some uh, beautiful video footage of Gabriel showing me his bleeding forehead. <laughs> yeah. Cut my head into pieces. <laughs> um, and listeners, you know where to find my shit. I got that actionboys.biz podcast, uh, a couple hundred episodes of that show. And then of course, way less episodes, but equally important to me, 101 places to party before you die. Now on Max, eight episodes over there. And yes, before you come up to me and ask me if there's a second season, not that we know of yet, but we're out here hustling, folks. We trying, not for lack of trying. <laughs> uh, Christopher, thank you so much, man. Uh, I'm starving now. I know, I me right too. Right <laughs> I'm so glad I'm eating after this. I ate right before we got on, and I'm like, got some stupid-ass healthy dinner tonight. Now all I want is fucking smoked chicken wings from Slab. Uh, but I will... The show must go on. I appreciate you coming on, bud. It was nice to meet you. Oh, my gosh. Likewise. Thank you. I I love the show. So it was very cool to talk to you. Thank you. Well, then you're going to love this part. Bye, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.